Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Welcome into Long Shots, the world's number one rated golf betting show here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you as we get ready to take you through the next hour of golf betting conversation. And Wes, Abraham answer. He has been a top 20 or top 30 golfer in the world for a long time. He's been on the PGA Tour for six years and had done so without getting a win. But he broke through in a big way last week and getting a world golf championship for his first ever PGA Tour victory, the FedEx St. Jude Invitational at TPC Southwind in Memphis, Tennessee. He held off Sam Burns and Hideki Matsuyama in a playoff. He won it on the second playoff hole. And now Abraham Anser has a big win to his credit, and he's now ranked 11th in the official world golf rankings. Yeah, vamos Abraham. Uh, Unfortunately, I wasn't on him. He's a guy I've been betting over the years. Kind of been waiting for him to get that breakthrough because this is a guy it's had a couple unlucky breaks. He's been pretty much a top 20, top 25 player really for the last year or two and just hadn't gotten that signature win, but he was kind of the guy that was the last man standing Brady. He kind of hung in yeah. there all day. Of course, Sam Burns and Hideki Matsuyama, Matsuyama 63 on Sunday. They get in at 16 under and we're like, okay, I don't know if that's going to hold up. Of course, uh, Harris English and Bryson DeChambeau, the final pairing, Cameron Smith, who I had was in that second to last pairing with Abraham Answer 
And once uh, English and DeChambeau had a couple water balls on that back nine, of course, uh, no balls go in the water more than at TPC Southwind in Memphis, which was the side of last week's event. And you look at what was going to happen. It was like, okay, Brady, the next guy that makes birdie is going to win this thing. And nobody eventually made a birdie in regulation at the end there. So Abraham answer ends up in that playoff over Burns and Matsuyama. Harris English, obviously looked like he was going to have this in the bag. He traded his odds on favorite during that final round on Sunday. And I think he was at 20 under par one time. Yes, I think he, he had as high as a four shot lead. And then, you know, I was thinking what, what happened to English where he kind of felt back. It was going to be like St. Stephen as the, Grateful Dead saying one man gathers what another man spills and I thought Harris English spilled maybe Cameron Smith was going to take advantage he hits it in the trees on the right hand side on 18 and then he elects to try to you know play hero ball and go for the hero shot instead of really chipping it back into play and then seeing if he can get up and down with the wedge for a four because he had been putting so great all week so Cameron Smith ends up T4 I had Paul Casey also T4 in that but Harris English was the most painful of the guys that did not win for sure. Yeah, you uh, you had Cameron Smith in the mix. You also had Scotty Scheffler, who was in the thick of it until late on Saturday. I correctly landed on Justin Thomas last year at this event, and I really was excited about going back-to-back with Harris English this year, but it was tough. It still stings a little bit watching that 50-to-1 ticket slip away. He was at 20 to under or twenty under par, as you mentioned, Wes, and re- let's remind everybody, 16-under won this event. Mm-hmm. He had a two-stroke lead with five holes left to play and then missed a birdie putt on the 18th hole to not even get into that playoff. But I'll tell you what, English was very classy in the post-round interview that he did with Amanda Balionis on CBS. And you and I talked about this a little bit over the weekend. He did not mention anything. In fact, he defended Bryson DeChambeau. But DeChambeau played very erratic on Mm -hmm. Sunday, and that led to playing very slow. And I think that really could have bothered Harris English and how Mm -hmm. he went about his final Mm -hmm. round. And, And the lack of success that he had. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And he was absolutely class in defeat. And and one of the things, too, I know this guy brings a lot of it upon himself. But now, you know, it was a little bit cute at first. But now it's getting a little tiresome, this heckling of Bryson DeChambeau on the course. I know he brings a lot of it upon himself. I know he's not a sympathetic figure. But Brooks Kepka probably could come out and say, you know what? Let's move on. Let let's let's be done with this. I was talking about this with Gil Alexander here on Vison yesterday. At some point, you got to turn the page. You don't have to like the guy, but let's have some decorum because golf is a different type of sport where you don't really have hecklers out there on the course. So hopefully that ceases. I know Bryson, not the most sympathetic figure. I'm certainly not the hugest fan of his, but still, I think that needs to stop. Yeah, and especially when he goes through a final round like he did on Sunday, that just really fuels the. Hec- Yes. Because you're you're seeing him struggle and, and play miserably, and so the fans kind of latch on to that. But I agree with you, and he has certainly had his struggles on and off the course, but probably time to get past that and quit bugging the poor man and see if he and Brooks can uh, win a Ryder Cup for the United right. States. This is Long Shots, the world's number one rated golf betting show here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. For those of you just joining us, Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you. And it's time now to switch over to the... The preview of this week's event, and that is the Wyndham Championship. And for more on that, let's bring in our guest. 
It is the member guest segment, and it's going to be Andy Molitor making his Long Shots debut. He's the director of content for Bet Spurts, and he also co-hosts the Deep Dive podcast with our friend Drew Dinsick. You can follow him on Twitter at Andy MSFW. Andy, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, let's talk a little Wyndham Championship. When you handicap Sedgefield Country Club, we've seen it on tour for many years, hosting the Wyndham Championship. What do you like about this course? What skill sets do you emphasize in your handicap this week when trying to find a player that's going to have success here in Greensboro, North Carolina? Yeah, guys, thanks for having me. And yeah, I've, I went back and actually looked at my last two years' results here. I've never picked a winner here. I've done great on matchups. And I think maybe that's uh, it's, it's a tougher feel because you are getting into the playoffs. But, uh, but, you know, a short, scorable par 70. I'm kind of avoiding some of the bombers. But, again, you start looking at the field, a lot of the, the usual suspects for those names aren't actually here anyway. So accuracy off the tee, obviously more important with the second shot, uh, the accuracy there. But, again, it's another course that you do find a lot of people finding greens and regulations anyway. And, you know, you guys have seen the scores we've seen here. It's it's a birdie fest. It's similar to some of the stuff up in the Midwest earlier last month. You know, 20 under you're going to need. So someone has to get stupid hot with the putter. So I need someone who at least is capable of doing that here and there and also has some, you know, some strong accuracy off the tee and approach. But, uh, the, you know, again, looking back at the people who have won this, uh, maybe not not a, uh, a skill set, but probably somebody further down the board is what I'm looking at. I'm not uh, too interested in the favorites at all in this one. Andy, when you were breaking this down, I've seen a couple different arguments and some content I've read in terms of what might be like a course design corollary. Of course, this is a Donald Ross design, so people might point to those designs. You mentioned that Midwest Birdie Fest at Detroit Country Club or Detroit Golf Club, rather, for the Rocket Mortgage Classic. But did you find any courses that really maybe better correlate here to Greensboro? I've seen an argument for the RBC Heritage, which is, of course is Harbortown. I've seen East Lake, which will host the Tour Championship in a few weeks anything that you found in your research for this event yeah i kind of do like the rbc heritage one and maybe that'll be something i bring into it daily if, if the winds do pick up because that can be probably playing pretty similar if it does get windy out here but yeah the the east lake comp it's a nice really really nice comp but what sucks is 30 men play there so you right. don't get a ton of stats you don't get a ton of information out of east lake like if they actually held a real a real size tour event it'd be a lot better so it's kind of tough to use that even though it is almost the perfect comp and yeah you mentioned detroit the Rocket Mortgage, not bad. It's, you know, two tournaments and birdie fests. A little wider fairways up there in Detroit, but uh, they are they have been widening these over the last few seasons, so it's getting closer to, like, tour average, where maybe some of that off the tee accuracy isn't as as important. And like you said, it's, a, it's another Ross design. So emphasis on tee to green, both of these places. And, you know, I, I think the biggest similarity, like I said, if I, it's easy to find the greens here. It plays the greens and regulations for the field plays above a tour average event at both places. So a big similarity there. And again, I mean, it all, all, all roads lead back to 
somebody's going to have to find a bunch of greens and have the putter work for them this week. And it's it's the perfect course for that. Andy, you mentioned it earlier. It's not a stellar field. You're not seeing a lot of the big names in the tournament this week in Greensboro, but I tell you what, it's a very important golf tournament for a lot of reasons. You've got players trying to keep their job, trying to get into that one uh, top 125 in FedEx cup points. There's also guys out there trying to earn Ryder cup points and, and impress their coaches and uh, the European, coach, Padraig Harrington, he's actually in the field this week. So a lot of different reasons for players uh, to put importance on this event here. How do you handicap that part of it outside of the numbers and the skill sets? What about the motivational factors? I think I'd probably look at that secondarily. I kind of hate motivational factors for the most part. Maybe it's from my time spent handicapping and betting football when you, you know, you have these must win games at the end of an NFL season. Those teams win like half the time. It's just, it's, it's nice, but both teams do want to win the game and the, and the players are wanting to play. So it's really tough to hold a lot of water with those, you know, regardless of how you're sitting in the FedEx rankings, how you're sitting in the Ryder cup pecking order for, you know, possibly being one of the, one of the captain's picks, you know, there's a purse here and the guys teeing up before you and after you, they have plenty of motivation to play well and, you know, cash in too. So maybe possibly coming into play a little bit more for the daily betting. If you see some, and really, I, I built this argument around Patrick Reed, who withdrew like five minutes ago. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was going to explain, you know, what everybody knows. Anyone who follows golf knows the absolute journey he's been on from England to Minneapolis to waiting around for COVID to Tokyo, Memphis. And now he did pull up, but maybe some of the other big names, Hideki, Usti, even Webb, not as far up, but Hideki and Usti are top 15 FedEx guys. If they have a bad Thursday, I'm not sure the motivation is there on Friday to scratch and claw to make the cut here. I'd, I'd be looking to just get onto the playoffs. So maybe some, some looks at that with some, you know, some guys who are actually looking to scrape up into that top 125, once, you know, top 70, top 30, if they get some, some matchups lined up for us there. And Andy did mention Brady uh, Patrick Reed withdrawals here on Tuesday from the Wyndham Championship. All that travel, I guess, finally caught up with him. He was here because he's trying to get those Ryder Cup points. And I think he probably ends up being a captain's pick anyway, despite the fact he's in a little shaky form. So Josh Teeter takes his spot. But another guy trying to maybe make his case to Steve Stricker in terms of being a Ryder Cup captain's pick, because I don't see him getting in the top six necessarily on the points, which cut off after the BMW, Andy. And that's Webb Simpson, who, look, his daughter, one of his daughters is named Wyndham after this event. This was his first PGA Tour win all the way back in 2011 in Greensboro. We know he played at Wake Forest, so a North Carolina native as well. But his form's been a little off ever since he withdrew from the Wells Fargo. He's played a little bit better with some top 20s lately, but obviously if you look at the spreadsheet and the form junkies here, he's either been second or third each of his last four years here. So how do you treat Webb Simpson, do you back him? Do you fade him, or you just stay away? I'm probably in that third category on him. Me too. Really, when I looked at it at first, well, at first, uh, just looking at his odds, seeing him shoot up at the top of the leaderboard yesterday, or you know, at the top of the the odds board rather, I'm like, oh, that's short. Like, I'm probably going to be against him. But then again, you start looking at the field and. Then you realize, no, that's that's probably about right. That I run my numbers, I make that probably a pretty fair price. And you know, he, he did play well the past couple of weeks. He has a couple of decent finishes. He's probably playing better than his FedEx standings. He's right around 50th, I want to say. And I'm sure he'd love to get closer to that top 30 cutoff and make sure he can play in uh, three weeks from now. But 
you know, this is a, this is the sort of thing that happens every week. There are a mess of people in the field where I run my prices and they're, they're pretty close to fair. So it'll probably come down to if there's some matchups with him against uh, some players that I like to back. Otherwise, I'm pretty web agnostic this week. I guess uh, <laughs> I'd like to see I'd like to see him play well. You know, I I like the guy, and you know, you do have the local angle. He likes the tournament, so yeah, he's he's the favorite. And I'm probably gonna have to stay away from that one this week. I was uh, 100% with you when I first looked at this, Andy. I saw him in the neighborhood of 10, 11, 12 to 1. I said, no, I'm not going there. And then I found a 14. And I actually did take a little piece of web. Uh, I like what I've seen out of him the last couple weeks. And you got to figure he's going to be there, be there close anyway. Maybe he can convert it into another victory. Uh, are there a few players in the field this week that you're going to go against, Andy? You're steadfast in going against fading some guys, whether they're in bad form or not a good fit for the course. Or, you know, we talked about the motivational factors. Maybe they'll succumb to the pressure, you know, with the FedEx Cup points. And maybe that's not a good uh, situation for a few guys to be in. No, yeah, there is a ton of pressure for guys that are absolutely on the outside looking in. A few guys I'll play against this week, uh, Salatoris. I've been on him this year. I've been against him. He's been a little up and down. And really, again, it's just a price thing. Like, his price sucks for a guy that's been that shaky with the putter right now. I'll back terrible putters. I'm going to back terrible putters this week, but I back terrible putters who have, you know, a well-rounded rest of their game at a huge price or at least a pretty decent price. So with his price being what it is, I'm going to be looking to fade him in some matchups, some head to heads. Uh, See who Kim, he's a guy I'd normally bet on here. He has some great course history, but his, again, his form is shot right now. His putting has been real bad. And even if you take out that one hole from, you know, the one hole, it's still pretty rough. And then, uh, God, who are my other two? Oh, Fleetwood and Rose. Honestly, I put them the same guy right for me right now. But they're bigger names in a less than stellar field, but their ball striking just isn't good enough for me to think they'll make serious runs here. So those are a couple of guys. I'll, oh, you know, those four I'll be looking to fade in some some head-to-heads and matchups this week. And really quickly, Brady, I do want to mention who Andy mentioned just now, which was Will Zalatoris. He is still on that special temporary yes. membership. So to get into the FedEx Cup points, he technically needs to win this event. But you see that yeah. reflected, and that's baked into the cake in terms of the price. I've seen him as low as 25 to one, the low twenties. And look, I like this guy's future as a player, but man, that's just too short for me. No, I, I saw when that came out that he has to win here and there's probably nobody in the field that has more pressure on him than Wills Alatoris. I'm with you guys. I'm not going to be back. Robert McIntyre also yeah, falls yeah. into that as well. If he can win, he can lock up his PGA tour card. But Andy, we've seen over recent years in terms of the winners, obviously no more than a 600 to one last year with the Herminator. Jim Herman, but we've seen a lot of triple digit shots win here. Jim Herman, JT Poston, Siwoo, who you mentioned, Davis Love the third back in 2015, Camilo Vijegas in 2014. Anybody longer down the board that you're going to be looking to back this week? Yeah, a couple guys, and I've mentioned this a few times in a few different places to a few different people. When I bet these long shots and, and you're right about it and they get like third, it hurts so bad. So you know, <laughs> somebody mentioned top 20 finishes. Like whenever whenever I'm starting finding 90, you know, 100 to 1 guys, I'm almost instantly adding a small amount on top 20 sure. as well. Because, you know, when, when you're right, but you're not quite that right, it, it, it hurts a little. So uh, Ches Reeve, Ryan Armour. I got them both to win. I'm top 20 so far. Uh, Reeve's got three top 20s in the past month. 
he's a longtime member of that. The, you know, the team team can't putt. He can't putt. And, <laughs> um, you know, I'll need the performance from him where his irons are really working like they were back at the Palmetto or the AT&T just, but he's a great ball striker and he has great approach in general. So if the putting can be break, even that's a guy that can slide into, you know, contention on Sunday and, you know, armor too. He's, he's a guy I've backed a few here and there. I, I really don't think I've brought him up too much this year. I'm not the, I'm not a Ryan armor guy apparently, but he is uh he's another one who's had three top tens in the past six weeks and he's doing it in different ways. A couple of, you know, just scorching putting performances. And then at the Barbasol, he got fifth with a really strong performance in his approach game. So he's, a, he's one on tour. He won the stupid Sanderson chicken tournament a few years back. So <laughs> he can, he can definitely compete. And, you know, uh, I think he should have been closer to like the 60, 66 range. And both those guys were right around hundred to one early in the week. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm actually on both of those guys. I'm glad we land on uh, both Ches Reeve and Ryan Armour. So you mentioned both of those two long shots. Who else is going to make your final card? You got four, five, six guys that you like to win it outright this week, Andy? Yeah, I, I haven't ha- added Hank Lebiota yet. I wanted to absolutely confirm everything was fine with him. That was no injury from the 3M. That was just he had a, a sick parent that he had to leave for. So probably going to end up adding him to the four I already have. Like I mentioned, Reeve and Armour. Also, Seamus Power, which uh, I, I don't know if it's stupid superstition or just bad, you know, my bad brain not working. I hate backing guys who just won. It's hard to win so close together. You know, he just won the tournament, I don't know, probably a month ago, but my numbers made him an okay bet here. I actually found an even better number on him this morning. And then Charles Schwartzel yes. made the card this week. I found some, like, I think 66 or 70 to 1 on him. So, yeah, I, I really did not dip down into the bottom of the board very much. I think Leviota is probably my shortest price. And uh, yeah, Schwartzel and... Mr. Seamus, and yeah, I usually bet Usti. I've, I've probably had him on a card like six out of eight weeks, so Schwartz will be my replacement South African this week. Well, we're on uh, Schwartzel and Reeve together, Andy, so I hope I don't mush you because those two made my card absolutely this week. And I know that you talked about earlier here in the conversation that you really don't look at motivation and whatnot, but we're getting to the point where Ryder Cup points are going to be decided, and next month they, the final captain's picks for those teams. Have you made a play on the Ryder Cup here in late September? We don't know who the teams are going to be, but we have an idea who that top six is going to be for the American team team and also looking at the world points and also the European points uh, list there. Have you made any point for or play for whistling straights as of yet? You know, it's funny because I did make a bet like two days ago on this. It was funny <laughs> that this question came up and I, I mean, it is that time. And really I did sit down. I looked, like you said, the Euro points, the, the world points. I looked at our team. I looked at the probable picks and I started to try to grind out like, uh, you know, match play results and stuff. And finally I just said, I'm thinking way too deep into this. It's really more of just form stuff. You know, there are some guys who are a lot better at match play and certainly that helps. But once I looked at these and I found a Europe two to one, again, it's a three-way line that won't pay on the, on the tie. Europe would retain, I think, but it, it would not win the bet, but Europe two to one was a little heavy. Especially right. Some books are hanging plus 150 like i i have these teams a lot closer to even especially with some of the, how the some of the top guys from europe have been playing lately and i mean just even just john rom by himself so europe two to one was a little too big and i did i i hate to i, I guess you win either, either i cheer for america when we win or i, I cash a bet so it's kind of best of both worlds <laughs> 
Yeah, a little bit of an emotional hedge there. I'm with you. I thought about it. It's funny. I was looking at it a couple nights ago, too, here locally at the Westgate. The Europe side is plus 140, certainly a nice price at 2-1. to But uh, it just seems like it's become that, the Ryder Cup. And then who knows what's going to happen with uh, Bryson and Brooks and everything going on on the American side. So uh, I think that's a good bet, certainly, Europe at 2-1. to Andy, thank you so much for joining us here on Long Shots. And enjoy the Wyndham Championship, my friend. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Good luck this week. You bet, Andy. Thank you. That is Andy Molitor. You can check him out on Twitter at AndyMSFW. We'll come back and go across the pond. Wes takes a look at the European Tour event this week on Long Shots right here at VSIN. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Welcome back to Long Shots here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you. And it's time to go across the pond. We have an event on the European tour this week, the Kazoo Classic. 
at the London Golf Club in Kent, England. What do you have on this one, Wes? Yeah, Kazoo uh, sponsoring, I believe, their second event in about four weeks. They did the Kazoo Open in Wales. Kazoo, by the way, online car retailer over there based in London in the UK. And speaking of London, this is the London Golf Club in Ash Kent, England, which is about 20 miles southeast of London city center. So this opened in 1994. This course actually uh, uh, served Dennis Thatcher, the husband of Baroness Margaret Thatcher, the Prime Minister of England, opened this course officially. It was designed by Jack Nicholas. So 7,327 yard par 72. It's been lengthened a little bit. Last time the European Tour was here actually was for a tournament called the European Open, which is now held in Germany. This was back in 2008 and 2009. Ross Fisher set the course record here with the 63 in that 28 of uh, 2008 event. You know, 500 feet of elevation, so the ball travels a little bit further, so you don't have to necessarily be a big hitter, but it also does make it more susceptible to the wind. Uh, fairway is pretty generous, as typical on a Nicholas design. Bent grass greens, very large, uh, so got a little bit of a linksy feel to it, but not quite like a links course. But with a lot of these Nicholas designs, most of them are pretty gettable. I would expect they're going to be gettable for these European tour players. So I ended up on just on on five here overseas here at the London Golf Club a lot of carryover from what I did last week and by the way that European tour winner it was Grant Forrest who won last week the Scotsman at 75 to one one by one stroke over the Englishman James Morrison 24 under par by the way last week at the event in Scotland the Hero Open that being at Fairmount St. Andrews but on to London this week uh, first guy I landed on was guy I played last week that actually ended up finishing tie for six and that's an American American Chase Hanna, who mm. is over here. Chase Hanna has actually been playing very well. He played his college golf at Kansas, mainly plays on the Europe on the European Challenge Tour. Okay. But he's mustered four top seven finishes in those last six starts. Then he had a T6 at the Kazoo two weeks ago on the European Tour. T6 last week, I gave him out here and tipped him in the column and point spread weekly. He actually led the field in approach and T to green last week. He's a guy that began the summer 688 in the world in the OWGR. Now he's in the top 50 in the last two months so this is a guy I just got to keep going with when he keeps putting up good performances so Chase Hanna at 50 to 1 he's got good kazoo form he does have good kazoo form so uh, maybe uh, better form just move up a few spots and get the win this week another 50 to 1 guy actually another American Sean Crocker who played his college mm-hmm. golf at USC full time on the European tour now a few weeks off might serve him well at the Irish Open a few several weeks ago he's T9 but he's ranked first in approach on a similar Nicholas design for that Irish Open that he'll see this week for the Kazoo Classic. So he's a really good ball striker. Putting, he's an absolute nightmare. Like Andy Molitor said, bad butters. I got a bad one right here in Sean Crocker. So hopefully, you know, he's nailing those irons and putting for birdie from four feet instead of 10 feet where he's probably not going to make it. But David Law, another one I have, 60 to 1. Eight made cuts in a row included in that streak. Two top tens. Uh, T4 last week at the Hero Open was second on a pro last week. Garrick Porteous, an Englishman at 66 to 1, was fifth last week in the field for strokes gained off the tee and third and tee to green on the way to a top 10 finish. It was his first of the season, but the week before he had a tee 15 at the uh, Galgorm Castle at that Handa World oh, right. Invitational uh-huh. thing yep. that was kind of alternate of the Olympics. So Garrick Porteous, 66 to 1. And then a speculative play here. Wilco Neighbor, 66 to 1 out of South Africa. He's 21 he was, uh, years in old. in Memphis last week. Yeah. And by 
by the way, he's about the world's biggest hitter off the tee, maybe this side yes. of Bryson DeChambeau. Yes. He is an absolute bomber, just 21 years old, won his first pro event on the Sunshine Tour in South Africa this past May. Respectable T14 at the Palmetto Championship, which is his debut on the PGA Tour. Also made the cut at the U.S. Open, then had a couple miscuts when he went back to Europe. But you mentioned St. Jude, where he didn't really finish very well. I think he was like 64th in like a 66-player field, so that doesn't speak a lot of volumes. But he's been playing against stronger fields like the last two to three months. This is an absolute drop in class. Bern Wiesberger, the rightful favorite of this event, he's now been tipped a little bit, so he's down to about 14 to 1. But this is an event with a lot of real strong proven quality at the top. So Wilco Niemeyer, 66 to 1, I think he fires on the drop in class. Yeah, it's very similar to what we have stateside this week in the Wyndham Championship. Not a lot of big names on the European Tour this week either. We're not seeing the Rory's. Obviously, Rom's still on the shelf. But, uh, I mean, your favorites are Wiesberger, you mentioned. I kind of like Andy Sullivan towards the I top almost, there. I almost played him. I think this could been be playing a play. pretty well. Yeah, this could be a spot. He won about exactly a calendar year ago, so now's the time to repeat. All right, we'll come back with major implications as we roll on here on Long Shots at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Normally, we would be talking about the next major championship on the schedule, and that, of course, is the Masters taking place in April of 2022. April the 7th at Augusta National Golf Club is when they will tee it up. But we have a pretty major event coming up in just 45 days, and that is the Ryder Cup. It'll take place at Whistling Straits Golf Club in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Whistling Straits, of course, a Pete Dye design. It is hosted the PGA Championship in 2004. 2010 and in 2015 this will be its first time hosting a Ryder Cup and Wes uh, we were talking about this with Andy Molitor it's starting to get very interesting we're coming down to the last final weeks when you can earn Ryder Cup points and then of course Captain Steve Stricker Captain Padraig Harrington they will make their captain selections a little bit different this year where six guys from the USA will make it on points and then Stricker will have another six players to pick from as captain selections now the points race finishes with the BMW champion Championship coming up in a couple of weeks from now. And then, of course, he'll make his captain selections after the final event of the season, the Tour Championship at Eastlake. Yeah, probably from a standpoint of picking teams, a little more simpler for Team USA right now because uh, one guy officially has clinched. I saw a video on social media earlier today. Colin Marikawa officially clinched on the points. So the rookie, the champion golfer of the year, but Ryder Cup rookie, is now officially clinched on that Ryder Cup team. So well done to Colin Marikawa. If you look at that top six, and that's the cutoff, by the way, in terms of getting automatic points. And you mentioned that cutoff, I believe, is at the BMW Championship. So Colin Marikawa, 
Morikawa, Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Kepka, Justin Thomas, Xander Schauffele. I think even if any one of those players finish out of the points, they are going to be on the team of 12 that Steve yeah. Stricker takes to whistling straight. So you got to think those guys are pretty safe. I got to think Jordan Spieth, Spieth is going to make it. Jordan Spieth is going to make it. Patrick Reed, I know he's in, been, been in bad form. He withdraws this week, but Patrick Reed, his history in the Ryder Cup, I think eventually he finds his way on the team. But then we get into some uh, tricky waters here. Who are going to be those captain's picks? Steve Stricker, by the way, gets six of them this time. So he is taking more control over the process, which I think is a good thing. Look, uh, Harris English, a career year, obviously a big disappointment last week. He's trying to make his first team, as is Daniel Berger. Patrick Cantlay, Tony Finau, these are guys trying to be first-timers. you got some old veterans he could rely on, like a Webb Simpson. There's even been a case made for Phil Mickelson now. Mm -hmm. Do you put him on the team at 51 years old? Uh, He came out and said it, too, uh, in Memphis at the FedEx St. Jude. He was really trying to play well to impress Stricker. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Phil, I I don't think he can be discounted. Webb Simpson, of course, has been on a couple Ryder Cup teams. But you got a lot of rookies, Scotty Scheffler, Mm -hmm. Jason Kokrak. Sam Burns, Tony Finau, uh, Patrick Cantlay. So this is a lot of a new team because you've had some guys off the previous teams like Ricky Fowler, like Matt Kuchar, who are always kind of like mainstays on the team who I don't think are going to make it, This who are certainly are not going to make it this time around because they're not in that kind of form. So you are going to have some unproven guys. Now, that's a very strong top six. Yes. That you will put up. Even a bit. top seven. Pretty yes. Pretty darn strong. Yes, especially with Jordan Spieth. And I think that they've needed Jordan Spieth to come around, quite frankly, this American team. So that's a big-time relief for them to add to the strength. Like, Morikawa is going to be technically a Ryder Cup rookie, but he's no rookie. Yeah. Let's, let's be honest. A couple major so, championships yeah, to his credit. Yeah, I think he's going he's gonna to be just fine. So that is how the U.S. team is going to work for Steve Stricker in terms of, uh, you know, how he is going to pick his guys. Six automatically, and then he gets six captain's picks. A little bit more complicated for Patty Harrington in Europe because they have two different points lists that they use. They use a European points list and they use a world points list. And the top four on the European points list currently would be John Rahm, mm-hmm. obviously automatic. He's going to make it. Tommy Fleetwood, who's been a little down off form this year, Terrell Hatton and Rory McIlroy. So those guys right now would be on the team based on the uh, European uh, uh, points list. And then you go to the world points list, the uh, top five that are not exempt, and uh, as I'm pulling that up is. right there now, there's got that. John Rom, Fleetwood, Hatton, McElroy, and then fifth on the list, Fitzpatrick and Casey, the sixth on the list. Yeah, yeah, those are the European points. The world points, the guys not qualified in that top four on the European points, those names would be Victor Hovland, Paul Casey, Matt Fitzpatrick, Lee Westwood, and Shane Lowry. So some crossover. There. Yeah, those would be your nine then uh, that you're looking at. And then you look at the guys maybe on the outside looking in a big week. We mentioned for Robert McIntyre, mm-hmm. maybe that young rookie from Scotland can make the team. I could see him being a captain's pick. Yeah. And and then you go to your veterans. Uh, if if Patty wants to rely on the veterans, that being Ian Poulter. We Ian know Westwood. Ian Poulter. Yeah. Westwood would be on uh, based on the world points list as a 
okay. now. But Ian Poulter, obviously, he's nails yeah, in the Ryder right, Cup. Right. I got to think. You got to put him on. The if team, he's right? anywhere close, he's got to be one of those twelve. Sergio Garcia too. Yep, absolutely. If they're anywhere close, now those guys are modern day Colin Montgomerys. They they just absolutely yeah. Excel they they, they get up event. for the Ryder Cup certainly. I mean, they have that uh, the spirit of Seve Ballesteros because mm-hmm. the European team they worship Seve like he's a god because he was a Ryder Cup god for the Europeans. So you know, there's that spirit, and he's so fiery, and he just want to beat this American team because obviously the Americans, the PGA tour is based in America. So, you know, that that's the premier tour and you can kind of sense that little bit. I don't want to call it elitism or snobbery, but look, Paul Azinger, even on NBC on commentary is like, yeah, these guys get it done in Europe, but you got to get it done on the PGA tour referring to Tommy Fleetwood. And some of these guys are like, Hey, wait a minute. We've been kicking your butts pretty much most of these years over the last 20 years, Europe against you. USA and the Ryder Cup, we don't have to take a backseat. And that fuels their fire. It really does. Oh, yeah. I, I think they come in and like, hey, you know, even if the guys are very gentlemanly and the U.S. players and the American team and there's no trash talk, there's nothing but respect and reverence. These guys are like, you know what? They don't respect us. So we're going to show them again. And that's what Europe, I think, has really done over the years in this format. I uh, have a couple of players for the American side that I've been kind of politicking for the last couple of seasons. Of course, we didn't have the Ryder Cup last year in 2020. It was supposed to go. COVID messed that up as well. But uh, they will resume here in 2021. But I've been talking about a couple guys that seem to really do well under pressure in a playoff format or in a match play golf tournament that I think are absolute grinders. And we've kind of been going over that, Wes, as Europe continues to beat the United States in the Ryder Cup. People are asking questions. Well, who do we need to put on this team? There's so much star power Mm -hmm. on our team. But I think we need to look more at guys that are absolute grinders and can really win in this type of situation. And two guys for me are Daniel Berger and Kevin Kisner. I knew you were going to Kevin Kisner because that's what I was thinking. I guess that's what we get working together. We can read each other's minds because Kevin Kisner, look, he doesn't really dazzle off the team. He's not a really big hitter, but the guy's a really good putter. Tough and, as nails. And, and and I think, you know, it's kind of to the point of like team basketball for Team USA. It's like you don't need the 12 best players in the war, in the country on Team USA. You need one guy that's going to be like a lockdown defender or one guy that's going to be a rebounder. And I think Kevin Kisner kind of fits into that. We will get to our plays in the match play segment, the Wyndham Championship card coming up next on Long Shots. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. 
The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Welcome back into Long Shots. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you. And it is the match play segment. Time to get to all of our plays for this week's match. And this week's match is the Wyndham Championship down in Greensboro, North Carolina. The final event before the FedEx Cup playoffs start next week. And that will be in New Jersey at Liberty National Golf Club at the Northern Trust. But one more event to handicap this week. And we talked about it with Andy Molitor. A lot of factors. Guys trying to get into that top 125. Guys trying to press for the Ryder Cup, this and that and the other. Uh, let's get to Matt Eumann's plays first, and we will start with Matt's shortest shot, and that is Louis Oosthuizen at 18-1. to 1. He's got Sunjay Im, who's had success at this golf tournament before, at 36-1. to 1. Siwoo Kim, a past winner here before at the Wyndham at 40-1. to 1. And then the aforementioned Kevin Kistner. He's going to land on Mr. Kistner with a win here. Could just work himself into that Ryder Cup team at 55-1. to 1. But the player that jumped out at me on Matt's list here, uh, Wes, was Louis Oosthuizen. And, and I was on him last week because I felt that might be a good spot for him to finally break through and win on American soil. But I think it's gotten to the point now where this guy has played a lot of weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. And I see possible fatigue setting in for Louis. So I stayed away from him this week. Yeah, I was a little bit surprised he was playing this event. He's very comfortably in the FedEx Cup standings. And, and by the way, with the FedEx Cup, of course, 125 next week at Liberty National and then it goes down to 70 for the BMW and then the final 30 for the Tour Championship. So Louis Oosthuizen, and you got to think with all those major finishes that he has had this year, this is not a guy that's going to necessarily get eliminated that first week. This is a guy that's probably going to be in that final 30 in the Tour Championship for sure because uh, you just look at the points right now. He's eighth in the points. So I was a little bit surprised that he elected to play this week. I thought, okay, maybe this is a week off. I know he wants that win on American soil. And that that's why he's in this event. I mean, he's not playing. Obviously, he's not European, so he can't get Ryder Cup points. So that's why he's playing. He is trying to finally get that win on American soil. I think it's priced in. Look, he could absolutely win, I, I think, with the weaker, especially with the weaker field this week. But I was a little surprised to see him make an appearance in Greensboro. I believe this is his first time he has ever played this event. I think you're right. Now, Kevin Kistner, we've seen do well here before, and he kind of meets the criteria that Andy Molitor talked 
talked about and certainly that I look at as well. Uh, I like the driving accuracy. I like the strokes gained approach. And then you just hope a guy can get hot with a putter. Now, Kevin Kistner, not only is he accurate off the tee, but he's an excellent putter, one of the best mm-hmm. in the world, uh, and has had success here, like I say, in the past. And he comes from South Carolina, so not too far away. These are familiar parts to him. A great putter on Bermuda grass. So I, I don't think Kisner's a bad selection at all. No, I, I think he certainly makes sense. A guy that I think can play well on a shorter par 70. Yep. So, you know, he certainly fits the profile. And let's get to your plays. Uh, I don't know if you have any head-to-head matchups this week, but we'll start with your outrights. And uh, we go to the top of the list there and find one that you and Matt Humans match up on, Sun JM. Yeah, I considered a couple guys. I thought at first I did consider Zalatoris, but then I thought, okay, that's priced in. He hasn't been in necessarily the best form, even though he was T8 last week in Memphis. But I just thought that's a, too, a little too obvious and too priced in. So I passed on Zalatoris. So the closest I went to the top of the board, Soon JM 36 to one, the Olympic story, well chronicled, of course, uh, to that military service obligation that they have in South Korea, but now that's behind him and he can focus on that BZ PGA tour schedule again, sixth and ninth in the last two years here at Sedgefield. So he's back on the Bermuda, by the way, on the greens in Memphis last week, he was absolutely nowhere. He lost uh, 4.6 strokes gained budding. So he's back on Bermuda this week. I think he's going to like coming back here. So I'd expect a good, a contendership out of Sun JM who hadn't had one in a while. Russell Henley, 40 to one, third on the PGA Tour this season in strokes gain approach, eighth best in this field over the last 24 rounds. Good record here at Sedgefield. He's made three or four cuts. He was ninth last year. Actually, he probably deserved a better finish. He was right there in contention. So, comes prob- off of a good finish at Harbortown, too. He a does. correlated course. He does. And he has three top 20s in his last four events, did miss the cut at the Open. Remember, he was a contender at yes. the U.S. Open out at Torrey Pines. So, this guy's done everything over the last like 18 months, but win. So 40 to one, I thought was fair. Charles Schwartz. I match up with our guest, Andy Molitor on that one. I think he will be refreshed three weeks off best finish of the season at the three M open in the twin cities three weeks ago with the T two, not a regular participant here in Greensboro, but he's third and 14th and two appearances here at Sedgefield. Also seventh in the field for strokes gain putting on what I designated as fast Bermuda greens. This is going to roll a little over 12 on the stem. So last 24 rounds. So Charles Schwartzel, he's a guy I backed a couple times this year, and he's had good finishes, but I think he might be ready to uh, uh, finally break that losing streak over the past few years. Johnny Vegas, who I've been on and has been competitive. I was on him at the 3M where he finished uh, tied for runner-up with Louis Ustazen and also Charles Schwartzel, 64-1. to Three runner-ups, including two in his last five starts, was also runner-up at the Palmetto. Four top 20s. That includes at the Olympic Games where he's T-16, where he led the field off the tee course form is going to say, Oh God, this guy's going to be terrible here, but he has finished eighth here before back in 2014. I think recent form is going to trump course history here. 12th in the field and strokes gain approach fourth and birdie or better last 24 rounds birdie or better. I think is going to be very important this week. And then Ricky Fowler, 68 to one. I went with the narrative. He's number one thirty in the FedEx cup standings <laughs> needs a week to get into the top 125. Now, if he doesn't get in, he still has his full privileges for next year, but he has to use that lifetime PGA tour money list exemption. I never thought we would see that right. out of Ricky Fowler at just 31 years old. You would have thought he'd have a couple majors. I hope by he now. gets in. I hope he gets yeah, in. The putter is firing by the way for Ricky. Fowler. Finally, that's and really a big part of what's been eluding him. Who was, you know, one of the greatest putters in the world. Exactly. When he was running hot. 
And speaking of one of the better putters in the world whose putter is firing, that would be Brendan Todd. That's mm -hmm. always the best club in his bag. Fourth in this field on Bermuda grass over the last 24 rounds. Down season probably is going to hang in the top 125. I think he was around like 110 in the points. So usually maybe two or three guys drop out or two or three guys get in at the Wyndham. So it's not like a lot of guys drop out based. There's just not that much points variance, but Best performance is T to green in two of his last three events this year. So Brendan Todd, I thought was a little bit sneaky under the radar. Patton Kazire, 80 to one. I thought about him. Yeah. And he's a birdie maker. He, he plays well in the South plays well on Bermuda. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Last 24 rounds ranks first in uh, birdies are better gain a specialist on the Bermuda. So he really is one of those guys that really put well on Bermuda to some of those events. You mentioned did have back-to-back T3s in Dallas and Fort Worth at the mm -hmm. colonial environment. Byron Nelson, so has made three cuts in a row ever since he missed three cuts after those events in the Metroplex. But Kazire's starting to get going. Chez Reeve, 100 to 1, another one I match up with Andy Molitor on. Just one top 10 this season, but he's made seven of the last eight cuts. He's gaining on approach, he's gaining on Tita Green. And look, likely safe to make the playoffs, but he's 114 in the FedEx Cup standing. So look, if you get a top five here, you move closer to that top 70 where you could advance to the second week and win even more money. And then matchups, Todd over Sabatini. I'm fading Sabatini basically off that silver yeah, medal. Sure. Off shooting 61 in the final round over there in Tokyo. Robert McIntyre over Adam Scott. Bobby Mack obviously trying to get his full-time PGA Tour card. Taylor Gooch over Eric Von Royen. Just, I like that one. I'm fading EVR off that win at the Barracuda. Well, that was his first win right and I kind of like Gooch this week too he didn't yeah. make my card I thought his price was a little low but uh good move going to a matchup there yeah. and I certainly would be fading Ben Roy yeah and EVR off that first win by the way at the Barracuda Championship he set the tournament record with 50 points I just think you know you finally locked in that card that two-year exemption maybe a little bit of relief and I also think Gooch a better fit here and then Schwartzel over Mito Pereira young guys played a lot of golf he got that battlefield promotion on the Corn Ferry Tour I just think maybe the schedule now kind of catches up to him, and I like Schwartzel at minus 110. All right, and now to my plays. I have not landed on any head-to-head -head matchups just yet. I'll try and publish those in Point Spread Weekly if I do find any. Uh, but before the show today, I was not able to come up with any just yet. Had a great week on matchups last week going 3-0-1. Just missed out on the outright. We'll see if we can get the outright this week. And I went to the top of the board. I said this with Andy. When I first looked at Simpson around 10 or 12 to one, I didn't want any part of it, but I found a 14 and you just got to figure this guy's going to be in the mix again. I, I think his skill set and what he does so well, he's also really good on par 70 courses. If you look at his numbers, 19th on tour and driving accuracy, 78th in strokes gained approach, 12th in par four scoring and second in scrambling. I, I mean, it's just an absolute mold for what you need here at Sedgefield. So I, I took a little of web. I went to Bubba Watson and his numbers really don't match up here. Now he did just play great at another Donald Ross design a few weeks ago at the Rocket Mortgage. But uh, I just went really with a number on Bubba. Got him at 75 to 1. And I thought that was pretty high on a guy that's really one of the more class players in this field. Uh, I line up with you on Russell Henley. You got a great number at 40. I was trying to find a 40. Couldn't get one, but did get a 38 to 1. And you find him most for the most part at 35 or even 30. So I was happy with 38. And then Kevin Na, guys had great success here. And, and a lot of the guys I went with, Wes, 
very accurate hitters of the golf ball mm-hmm. off the tee, good ball strikers. And and then, like Andy says, some of them real lousy putters like Ches Reeve and Kevin <laughs> yes. Streelman. Yes. You don't have to be a bomber, by the way, here. This no, is a bar 70 now. 7,300 yards. That's like, oh, that's not, that's absurd. That's not a short course. It absolutely is for these players. So, and, and actually it's 7131, I should say, not 73. So short course here. So that brings a lot of guys into play. You look at Kevin Streelman, always been a ball striker, not a great putter, but 46th in driving accuracy, 35th in strokes gained approach and 27th in par four scoring. And then I went back to Ryan Armour once again. This is the third time I've played Ryan Armour this summer, Wes, and hopefully the third time's a charm. I got him at 110 to one, and I've seen him as low as 70 or 80 to one. There's a lot of people that I very much respect, including you, that are on Ryan Armour this week. So that's kind of giving me pause. I'm like, okay, maybe I need to have him for an in-play reserve if I need it. Well, we will see. He is at 110 to one. He's had some great weeks. He's had some good weeks on Donald Ross designs. Again, one of the very accurate hitters of the golf ball off the tee at third on tour and driving accuracy and 20th in par four scoring. That is going to do it for us. Next week, we kick off the FedEx Cup playoffs with the Northern Trust at Liberty National Golf Club in New Jersey. And Rufus Peabody will be by to join us and help break it down. Enjoy the Wyndham Championship. These players will hit some long shots. Hopefully we do too. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 